Welcome to Hot Breath Comedy Fam. On Monday, May 13th, I am teaching a clean comedy workshop. The last four I have taught sold out very quickly, so if you wanna learn about clean comedy, the business side, where the line is, how to write clean comedy, go to the link in the description of this episode, and we'll see you there. Sam is doing the exact same things with her. That's the spirit we wanna really emphasize this year, so I'm so excited that we're starting the year this way because six months around, I guess, July, we were both at a crossroads. So Sam was at the crossroads where she has a day job, but comedy is, she's working like 80 hours a week managing her day job as a nanny and and full-time comedy, producing some of the top shows in the city. So now we said we'd follow up in January. So since the interview, what has happened? What is up? Hot Breath of Verse. Welcome back to the Hot Breath Podcast, your weekly guide to comedy mastery. I am, of course, your host, comedian Joel Byers. And you know what time it is. Hot Breath. <sighs> yes, hot brethren and sistren, welcome back to the show Thank you all, you first-timer new listeners. Last week, I know we had a lot of new listeners come in after Andrew Frank's episode. So thank you for coming back. You won't regret it. We're starting off with a bang here on this week's episode. We're doing a trying a lot of new things this year, and this is one of those attempts. I'm actually bringing back a previous guest to do a live Q&A with you. So if you want to get more involved with these live Q&As moving forward... Go join our Facebook group, Hot Breath Comedy Network on Facebook. Go request to join. Let me know how you found the show, and you'll be in there connecting with listeners from around the world. Because it, the Hot Breathiverse is growing, y'all. We were just featured on the Comedians on the Loose top resources in comedy for 2020. So go check it out. It'll be linked in the show notes. We also shared it in the Facebook group and all that. But word is spreading, so I hope you're as excited as we are here at the Hot Breath of Verse for what is to come in 2020. And this show is really all about just empowering comedians and helping comedians get better at comedy in a supportive environment. Because I'm telling you, I've been doing this almost 10 years. I know the grind of the midnight open mics. I know driving 12 hours for $50. I know the whole hustle of wanting respect from your peers and wanting to get on the book show and really excel. So the whole point of this show is to help you do that faster. So if you find it helpful, all I ask, share it with other comics. When you're at an open mic and you guys are talking about comedy and someone brings up writing, maybe um, be like, oh, have you heard Hot Breath? There's this great episode about writing with Ian Edwards where he breaks down joke structure. You know what I'm, You know what I'm saying. So... This episode actually has a lot of great questions about writing, and also my guest is one of the top bookers in the city of Atlanta. She has so much insight into how to just go to a venue, how to propose a show to a venue, how to talk money, There's how to get booked on shows. This is a master class on just how to one write jokes but also to start getting booked on shows which I know is very important for comedians so as we are growing here as well I do just want to make a quick announcement that February 1st 
of this year, I'm releasing my first ever comedy special titled The Trophy Husband. So it's going to be linked in the show notes. If you've enjoyed this show over the years or just over the weeks or days or minutes as we're in this intro, go in the show notes, click the link, pre-order the special, show support for what we're doing here, and also show support for comedy. I'm independently producing and releasing a comedy special to inspire other comics to do the same. So if that's something you want to help out, by all means, please go hit that pre-order and be one of the first to see it. You can also get a sneak peek of the trailer on that link as well. So let's get into today's episode. I could not be more excited. My guest is actually from way back in Hopper episode number 183 at the middle of last year. We did an interview and then now we're doing what we said in that interview. We do a six month follow up. I actually was interviewing her in a big tipping point in her career where she was trying to balance between a full-time job and becoming a full-time comedian. So this is like our follow-up of how much progress she has made and where she is now and how she got there. And there's some fun updates in where my career was to now as well. So go check out that episode. It'll be linked in the show notes. Check out that episode. You're going to love it. It's a big theme around when to quit your job for comedy. But this is a live Q&A full of fire. We ended up having like 200 people joining in and leaving questions and such. So this is going to be the first of many. So thank you all for your continued support. And let's get into this. As there is only one thing left to do. And that is inhale a hot breath. With Sam Gordon. They can hear us. But this... This is so exciting because oh well, Sam is holding my dog right it now named Guinness. So exciting. Oh, somebody said the mic is crisp. Okay. Ooh. So we have a lot of people tuning in. Cynthia says hey. Jerry hey. says hey. Matt says Matt was at the the show last night. Matt Whiteside. Oh, hey. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Matt. Oh my gosh, Matt, you were so funny. <laughs> oh, that stupid, stupid. Pet. We loved you so much. We really did. <laughs> he was. He was. You were hysterical. You were so much fun. I loved it. I did his show yesterday to promote the oh, yeah. special, and he was talking about he's he's trying to do all these weird jokes. I now. loved it so much. It's yeah. the, the energy is so frenetic. The and energy, non-stop. yeah. It's so good. It's it, you remind me a little bit of what um, have you seen Carter? You saw Carter last night. Carter. Oh Haynes my! With I mean, he's doing it, but with like rap battle stuff. But it's that same. It's just like nonstop. Just brain flow, but it is planned. Like it to us, it seems like yeah. the ramblings of a crazy person that mm. happens to be funny. But these are like very crafted bits <laughs> that they are performing like a crazy person. That's it's what I so thought. Good. I thought I was gonna have to follow Carter, and I yeah. was like, I'm gonna open up with. It. I just I have to follow like a mental breakdown. <laughs> But I love, like, I hadn't sat through an open so mic good. like that in a while. Yeah, yeah, and you did see some. So it, it was like, I hadn't sat through just like an open mic, open mic in a while. And yeah. just to see, and it really brought back memories of like, oh yeah, I used mm-hmm. to live here. Mm-hmm. And the people that come in and what they say and the characters and you, that is like your job. Yeah, I'm you're, doing it. <laughs> you're like a matriarch of all these crazy people. I'm doing people. it twice a week now. <laughs> Uh, well, technically three times we could be counted. Block party is a book, but it's still kind of a mic, you know. It's like basically a booked open mic at this oh point. Oh my um, gosh! Yeah, it's uh, it's not. It's very interesting. I'm always, you know, a part of me loves it. It's great to hear other what other people are doing. I'm always learning something. Right. Um, but I also learn a lot of things I don't want to know. 
Uh, I also hear a lot of things that make me very unhappy. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie, last night there was definitely a point where, uh, just for a couple of people, I was not even looking at my phone, I was just like staring at the wood grain of the table, and I was just like, okay, yeah. okay, because sometimes it's like, you guys gotta remember how what you say affects people. Um, I know it's like free speech. But... <laughs> even at uh, open mics, alright? I don't know. So this know. is, um, yeah, everybody's saying, hey, hey, everyone, hey, thanks for guys. tuning in. Welcome to my complaining. This is perfect. This is oh, this is cool. Yeah, thanks everyone for tuning in. Yeah, this is awesome. Oh, she's watching from work. I, I don't know how to pronounce Mikey or how do you think you pronounce that? Um, Mike. She's actually in Charlotte, and I did a show at the Comedy Zone. She came out and showed oh, that's support. So wonderful. And I feel terrible. I can't um, <laughs> pronounce her name. Pronounce her name. But she yeah, she shows a lot of support. That's wonderful. And she'll be at my shows in Columbia. That's All so right. cool. Way to the Joliverse is out the here. Joliverse. And this is the hot breath of verse. So what we're doing today, this is the first time we've ever done this, but Sam is a, a fellow member of the Hot Breath of Verse. She shares our mission of helping comedians just get good at comedy and stop being saying weird things at um, yeah. open mics that make yeah. people uncomfortable. <laughs> So what we did six months ago, this this was um this was in July when her episode was released. Yeah, I just listened to it actually on the way. Over I listened here. to it today too to refresh. Yeah, he sounds so good. Yeah, I honestly the when I listened to it before I had watched the video, I hadn't just listened to the podcast episode yet. Uh-huh. So and I gotta say the little intro you did with the soundbite and the music. Oh yeah, I like got like a little like. Ooh. Like, it, made, like, it made me really excited because I've always had this fantasy of uh, of working for NPR, and so to hear like my voice over like music, like yeah. that, I was like, oh my god, am I Ira Glass? Yes. Like it really made me ex- it made me feel really good. Dress for the job you want. That was a great soundbite. I didn't even know it existed till today. I appreciate so thank you. that. Yeah. Um, so people, if you haven't heard it, go back and listen to her episode. It's it's there's so much good insight about producing shows and just creating your own success because like here. And what I'm doing here at the podcast and with my own comedy, Sam's doing the exact same things with her. That's the spirit we want to really emphasize this year. So I'm so excited that we're starting the year this way because six months around, I guess, July, Mm -hmm. we were both at a crossroads. So my personal crossroads was I was starting to shift from trying to teach all these classes, which was my primary income, into becoming a full-time touring comedian. Mm-hmm. I was at that crossroads. Sam was at the crossroads where she has a day job, but comedy is, she's working like 80 hours a week mm-hmm. managing her day job as a nanny and and full-time comedy, producing some of the top shows in the city. So now we said we'd follow up in January. Mm-hmm. So since the interview, what has happened? Wow, Sam? so much has happened. Okay. Well, we set the goal initially that I wanted to uh, either leave my job or like shift my job. I wanted to get into like my transition job to go from working 40, 50 hours as a nanny to something part-time. And that happened um, very shortly after we talked in the fall. Um, the people, I got really lucky and the people I nanny for um, got their kids into daycare early. And so now I'm uh, since November. I've been working part-time just like 25 hours a week for them um, and then I've got some other like babysitting things that I've picked up so I can do kind of like a la carte babysitting some mm-hmm. little income babysitting yeah so I freed up some time so I've already accomplished that yes. uh, I'm very proud of myself for that um, the little speed bump I ran into in my time that I was not anticipating uh-huh. um, uh, in September shortly after we spoke 
I went through a major, major breakup and moved out of my house and like flipped my whole life upside down, which will really slow down some progress on some things. However, um, I still, I, listening to the episode today, I felt like I got derailed a lot this last few months, but then listening to the episode today and like the goals I was setting, I'm realizing I kind of still knocked it out of the park. I'm oh, not going like, to not really pat myself on the back too much, but yeah. um, I had a really rough end of the year. <laughs> We're gonna hold this dog. The, as hold you the tell. dog forever. As you can tell, I had a really rough end of the year. <laughs> it's getting so much better. <sighs> My wife's gonna be so jealous. She's like, he's kissing someone else. Now I heard how close you guys are. Oh so yes, I, um, <laughs> bit. it's on the special, guys. Go pick up the trophy on the special. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, so we got I got some time freed up, and it's allowed me to do a little bit more with my shows. Um, by the end of last year, I produced, I think when we last spoke, I had just done our 10th Don't Tell show. Right. Um, by the end of the year, we did 20. Um, I added the new open mic, thanks to your connect with Addie's Attic. So we've got the new show going. Um, a couple of the new shows that I kind of been like planting seeds for last year are coming up. We've got some new things that we're going to be doing with um, the Moxie Hotel in Midtown. Oh, those are great. And I'm going to be producing, I'm very excited to produce um, some shows for some headliners um, that I can't quite announce right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, We're going to be doing in the spring. We've got a really great headliner that we're bringing to town. I'm producing a show with the Earl. I'm very excited for that. What? Um, So yeah, Winnie Peach is expanding. So I've I've accomplished some goals. I feel good about it. I definitely feel a little stuck creatively still, but I do feel like I'm coming out of it. Uh, mm-hmm. I just had to go through a lot of emotional turmoil, and now I'm on the other end, and I feel pretty good. So I feel like my six months has been pretty successful, um, yeah. all in all, despite the bumps along the way. It is good yeah. to have the goals, though, because they add perspective yeah, to really, just it, how it kept me I'm going to get my charger, too. No, it really kept me grounded. Um, I can't tell you how good it is to uh, busy yourself with work when you're sad. Isn't that right, little puppy? Let's see what you guys are talking about over here. Um, so we've got some people talking about promoting comedy. We've got people talking about breakups. Ooh, yeah, a new 20 minutes from your breakup. Um, it took me, like, three months to even be able to talk about it without sounding mean. <laughs> I think that's, like, a whole comedy class in itself. What's the way to be funny without being spiteful? Um, I think maybe that should be my next workshop that I teach. Is- funny without anger? Yeah, or just like comedy for exes. <laughs> comedy for exes. Uh, yeah, I think that might be a good class for all of us to take. <laughs> yeah, we all go through the ups and downs, but it is important. Yeah, goals really yeah. become like the guidepost of like, it seemed like a bad year, but I actually did yeah, pretty no, well. I, really, I got some stuff done despite it, and I think I would have felt a lot worse had I not had um, things to work on, things to focus on, so... Oh, there we it's go. The journey. This is this is the journey as well as I'm trying to figure out how to charge a phone with a charger in the yeah, bottom. Yeah, look at that. That's a beauty <laughs> right there. So we'll we'll get we'll um this is more of like a live Q and A, but um just the progress on mine is as soon as I close the door on classes, the second half of my year I got connected with Comedy Zone and mm-hmm. I've been like booked like the whole second half of this year I was gone like every weekend. Awesome. Booked work. And um, I, freeing up the class stuff freed up my time to then do my own comedy special. Mm-hmm. So it all, I think for both of us, it seems like we it all both, we all kind of like realized where we were and then set goals to where we want to be. And it, it like, it yeah. works. 
Yeah, I really think about taking, and also just like taking stock, I think, um, and, and realizing that, you know, even though you want to do 10 things, you might only have time for four of them right now. Right. Um, and that whole, um, what's that Ron Swanson quote about um, not half-assing something whole-ass one thing? Hmm. Um, but it is. It's, I, I did have to kind of scale back on a few things that I still really want to do and are still very important to me creatively, but just there wasn't time to devote to it and do a good job. Um, yes. and I think recognizing that, I think that goes back to the self-awareness thing we talked about in the last episode we did. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it seems like we both made some time and uh, prioritized a little bit. Oh, that's so exciting. <laughs> yeah. Is there is there anything you want the Hot Breathiverse to know um, before we jump into the Q&A? Um, you know, just we've got the new open mic every Monday at Eddie's Attic. Um, you can sign up early, which I think is wonderful. You just have to call in. If you go to the Facebook event or the Windy Peach website, we've got all the information there. Um, I have a new session of my class starting with Action Show Studios in February. Yeah, um, nice. We'll have some dates up on the website in this next few weeks. So if you're interested in that, let me know. Um, I also just want to give a shout out to um, another resource that I don't think we had around the last time I was here, but um, Kathleen McDonald is another wonderful comedian um, who also has taught some comedy classes. She recently moved here um, from North Carolina, and she has a great new writer's workshop hmm. that she's hosting out, out of Sublime Donuts. What? Um, called Filling in the Hole, <laughs> um, which is super cute. What? And the, the, the first session of it has like filled up already, um, but if you look her up, it's just um, Kathleen McDonald's Bossy Comedy is her organization. Cool. Um, and I think it's a really great um, opportunity for people who are kind of like in between wanting to work alone and wanting to like commit to a six-week class where maybe you just want some time with a group mm-hmm. without like committing to like a big schedule or a big you know, price point, <laughs> um, which is understandable. Um, and Kathleen's great, and I think it's a really great inclusive space. So oh, those are I used filling to, in the holes, bossy comedy. Please check it out. Yeah, I used to do one of those on Sundays. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I think that's it's really helpful. So, those both yeah. workshops, I think we totally. Do that. Um, so Anyone yeah, that's done mine, go do hers. Like you know how valuable it is to yeah. get around other like-minded people. Totally. it's incredibly yeah, valuable. New, new resource. So yeah, please check that out. And did we slightly mentioned it earlier? Are you still working on the app? Are you still doing anything with the open mic app? Yeah, I mean, I'm still like an ambassador for them. Um, they've been working on like debugging and doing some things. Uh, I got gotcha. you. You know, it takes money, it takes people, it takes time. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's still out there. Mic Maps is still a viable um, resource that people are using. Um, check it out. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Very nice. All right. Well, this is this is going to be exciting. It looks like a lot of people are already commenting. Yeah. It looks like we got the. All right. And you said people were reaching out to you about the last one, right? Yeah, people I did. Yeah, out. I That's even, exciting. I was in Houston, Texas, mm-hmm. and some comics there. I was talking to were like, "Oh yeah, we heard you on the blah 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 blah." blah. <laughs> I love that like, voice. What? <laughs> I was like, "Are you kidding me right now?" So yeah, it's been great. Thank you guys. Dude, um, Houston's Houston's, Houston's deep in the hot breath verse. When yeah. I when I did my tour last year, oh that was another one of my goals is to do um, a tour. I did yeah. a tour all around the southeast last year too, and Houston, I probably had like ten comics come up to me. I did a couple different shows around the city, and at every show there were like comics. Totally, yeah. I mean, it's really yeah. um, so cool. It's a really growing scene right now. There's it a lot really of cool stuff, is. A lot of really fun people coming out of it. Yeah, so it really I'm is. Excited about it. So. So let let's jump into this here. We um hey hey Gary. First off, we're gonna do questions from the Hot Breath group, and then we're gonna jump down into Joel Byers as well. Um, so the first one we have here is from Gary Henry. Shout out to Gary Henry. He said, "There's a local cable show, kind of like the Tonight Show. They feature comedians, but the audience is super small. Just a couple people that work on the show. Would you recommend doing the show for some exposure?" 
Um, I mean, I guess it just depends on what the situation is. I mean, I feel like if you trust that they're going to make you look good and they're going to use your material kindly, I mean, and I feel like that seems like something that I don't know what kind of money is involved. If they're making money, I, don't, I feel like my rule is if they're making money, you should be making money. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel like, I mean, yeah, exposure is great, but people need to get paid for things. Um, but yeah, I guess it really depends on, on the situation and if you feel like you have tight material, because I also can't stress enough uh, not taking <laughs> don't take opportunities you're not totally ready for. Yeah. Because if you dig deep, there's a 15-minute clip of me, my first year of comedy, <laughs> doing a set on a local cable show that is mortifying. Oh, really? And uh, we can't get it taken down because we don't know who's in charge of it anymore. Really? Um, what made you decide to do it? Um, I was an intern uh, for the show. Uh-huh. Uh, I was working on the show. I was like a PA and, and we doing interviews with the comics. It was a really cool show. Um, I'm not going to tell you the name because I don't want you guys to find it. But. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, and they gave me a spot which was very kind of them, but they should not have given me 15 minutes and... Um, they shouldn't have posted all of it. They didn't let me see it before they posted it. It was just out there. And it just got... And it got a lot of views, which is great, I guess. Um, but was not not something I love having out there. So yeah, make sure it's something you're totally ready to have your name on, possibly forever. Great point. <laughs> and yeah, the money side and also like ownership side. I know some people tape something, but then that material now belongs to yeah, the Yeah, I would say make sure it. that there's some kind of contract about the content because yeah. you should own the content, especially if they're not paying you. I mean, it's one thing if it's local cable and there's no money involved, whatever, you're going to get great tape or exposure, fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but you should always own your content, I think. Um, yeah. I feel like that's a fair thing. And we did a local news show. Oh. Do you remember yeah, that? We did, we, did a, <laughs> we did a local news show parody daily show thing <laughs> on local TV that I don't know... I never saw the tape for it. I never saw it. No, I know. I never saw the tape for it at all. I didn't either. Um, I'd be interested to see that. I would love to see that. I really would. We should reach out to him and see if he has. Yeah, that. So we all. Uh, Yeah, just yeah. Don't learn from our mistakes. Just make sure you do all the due diligence up front. Yeah, get stuff in writing. Don't don't do stuff just because it's a friend. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. With just because your buds doesn't mean there shouldn't be paperwork. Um, Ex- oh yeah, yeah. It'd be I don't know. There's footage of me somewhere that someone has. <laughs> and every I look at everything I decide on now of like what will this look like in ten years? Yeah, it's exactly. Like, do I want to? Because I got offered to play like a slave master in this role. I think I've talked about on the show before. Yeah. It was for like the LOL network, yeah. and they wanted to play a slave master, and I was like, This is really in, who I want to be. Five years, I don't want that to be yeah. like a, some sort of debut. You know what I mean? So totally. Well, and it's one of those things where it's like, assume that no one's gonna see it, but make sure you're comfortable with everyone seeing. It. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the likelihood is like it probably doesn't matter, but you should still treat it like it matters because it's your identity and potentially your career if you're serious. Yeah, and your brand and overall. Yeah. Yeah, what's up, Josh? Look at all these people hanging out. Hey, Josh. This is exciting. All right, well, thank you, Jonathan, as well, in the the comedy group. If you guys aren't in the Hot Breath Comedy Network group, definitely go join it. And, um, oh, we've got, um, okay, we've got, we've got some, we've got some peeps here on the other. You are, oh, oh, Carly says Guinness. Oh, is it me? (laughs) Yeah, she she told me I need to post more Guinness content. I do remember that. Well, here up front center, the star. Matt says this mic looks like SpongeBob Mike pants. Aw, it is kind of like a reverse SpongeBob. 
Cynthia says, love you, Joel. Can't wait for the special. Um, people are saying hello, Walter and Cedric. I know um, there was a question, because some people couldn't make it into, um, they had to be at work or whatever, but I know some people posted a couple questions in the group ahead of time as well. Um, Sam, your hair looks so good, girl. Abby Moscani. <laughs> I just realized the mic it's my face and then the microphone. I just oh, realized I was it. Wow, that's a really good compliment. They can't <laughs> Break Chad Wallace said breakups equal twenty new minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so congratulations. Thank you. Oh, here we go. Okay, Ron Hours. You know what's crazy about Ron Hours is I um I did a tour several years ago. Do you know Ryan Danisco or Devin Gollinge? Mm, oh, yeah. Yeah, Devin, I know. So, they, um, we went on a tour together called the Almost Grown Ups Tour. Mm -hmm. And we did a, a, a brewery in Rolla, Missouri. And we met Ron Hours there. And he's, like, been a fan ever since. Oh, that's nice. Of our terrible comedy. <laughs> but um, he said, I've been thinking about trying to promote comedy in my area. College town, 45 minutes from a fort. Any thoughts, tips, or advice entering that world? Well, I'd say especially with college stuff, um, most colleges or fraternities or really any organization within the college town probably um, has someone who's in charge of like student life or activities. Mm -hmm. um, and probably, I'm sure, with like the by fort, I'm assuming you mean like a military base or I'm something like that. Assuming is um, which yeah. again probably would have something for like entertainment or like they do have like. I remember when I was in high school, the navy, there was a naval base near the mall where I worked, and they would have certain days where they got to like come to the mall. So maybe the show could be their outing. But mm -hmm. you know, um, I would say like try to reach out, find out like who books the like entertainment or like student life things, and see if there's a way to reach out directly to those people because then they'll market the show kind of for you. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean that might be a good place to start. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming he's wanting to get into the colleges and not. What if he wanted to get into like a venue? Like around the college, maybe he's talking about that. I'm not sure which route. Yeah, he's or to like go. yeah, if you're looking like to start a show on campus, like trying to find out if there's a place that already does that, or if there's a bar that has a space that could be used as a room for a show and isn't doing that yet. Mm -hmm. um, finding out. I mean, I think having a, a an access to a student body is always a great audience. Um, college kids make great audiences. Um, yeah. yeah, I remember you. You've said this, and I remember Joe Pettis said it on here: is that you want to approach a venue that is going to be supportive. Yes, 100%. Um, yeah, I mean, because it, the relationship goes two ways. And um, I think often, especially when people are starting their first show, um, or like, you know, when you're just you're at this, like, amateur level, uh, the assumption is that it's like, wow, you're, you're so lucky to even have the opportunity to do comedy. Uh -huh. And it's like, yeah, uh-huh. But also, like, your business would be lucky to have the opportunity to have someone else potentially bring in 30 people every mm -hmm. Tuesday or something, you know? Exactly. Um, so it's like, don't underestimate the fact that, like, you also have value. Like, that's like, you're not just, like, groveling at their feet asking for space. Um, so, yeah, make sure that it's, like, they recognize that you're going to bring value and make sure you are bringing value. Um, yes. But it's important, it's important, yeah, to make sure that you have a positive relationship and it doesn't turn into a thing where it's, like, you versus the regulars at the bar and it's, like, every week there's a mm -hmm. fight between the comics and the people who like to drink there, because that sucks. That's not a fun show. Yeah, definitely go to a venue that maybe is already set up to do live shows, mm -hmm. or that you know is going to be supportive and helpful totally. for the show. Not a venue that expects you to just do everything. 
100 percent yeah i mean i think mm-hmm. it's great to start with the places that you frequent yes like, where, Ooh, like, what places yeah. that you're regular at do they have a back room do they want to try something i don't know or even that brewery that you saw us at ron way back then mm-hmm. that i can't believe you're a fan after seeing what yeah, our comedy shows, was yeah shows are big it's a great way to um package a ticket where they can get the show and like a beer or something mm-hmm. like that um people love that kind of stuff yeah so. hope that helps ron and then you know who to book when you get those shows, right here, we'll go on tour. Nice, nice question. Let's make sure. You're in. Yeah, Fort Leonard Woody said. Fort Leonard. And then Ron says yes with exclamation marks. <laughs> this is so cool technology. Matt Whiteside. Okay, this question should be prefaced that Matt's been doing comedy four months. Um, <laughs> Matt said, "How long before you get booked consistently, or how long before you got booked consistently?" Oh, I will say last year. (laughs) So about nine years in is when I started getting like consistent booked, like paid work, job work, like out on the road. Totally. Um, Yeah. And there's different levels to that. I mean, book consistently, that's an interesting phrase because um, I still like book consistently on like a local level, like where Mm -hmm. I was doing local showcases where maybe I wasn't getting paid or I was getting paid like in a drink or $10. (laughs) Right. Um, your choice. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but oh. I would say for that, um, probably within like six months to a year for me. But again, I also came from a performing background and I had like different experience coming into it. But um, yeah, in the first like year, I'd say I started getting like local bookings. But yeah, like getting paid and like making money as a comic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm ent- I'm like in my fifth year right now, and I'd say it's just in this last year that I started making money consistently and feeling like um, I was getting like real comedy spots, like yeah. real real shows. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's fun to see you getting paid consistently, and it's a lot of self. Made. It's not like it I'm is. going out and begging to get stage time. It's more like I'll just create shows that will pay me as well. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, and that leads to more paid work. Because totally, like, if I'm, you book show here, someone out of town may be like, hey, I gotta do your show. Hey, come yeah, to my show. Yeah, it's all currency. It's all yeah. currency. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's working out. Yeah, it's been good. And the, I guess now that I'm thinking about it, you know, I hosted the Wednesday mic at Java Monkey, so that's about the most consistent booking. I just booked a weekly show, and now I'm booked every week. So it's yeah. a great place to start, and hosting. It just it hones oh, your skill in a really, so really much. different way. You learn a lot, not only about um, how to perform, but how to manage people. You learn mm-hmm. how to read a room. You just... Yeah, I don't know. I think everybody should host a show. I think it's very helpful. That I 100% agree. I every comedian. capable of doing it all the time, but everyone should have to do it once to learn from it. Oh, let's, for, let's stress that. Everyone should ask yeah. a guest host something to kind of like try and learn, but mm-hmm. don't feel like you have to start a showcase. Start an open mic. We need more of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that hosting stage time and having to deal with a venue and also other comedians. It, it's so much. Even if you do it once, you're going to learn yeah, so much. 100%. Good question though, Matt. So, yeah. It could be this year. Start your own show, and then you'll be booked consistently and have that currency to then. You almost are in the Illuminati a little bit, where it's like, you do my show, I'll do your show. Yeah, it is it, a lot of bartering and trading. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. That's always what happens. Um, so, yeah, it's good to have a little something to offer people. Um, so, why not try? Oh, boy. This is fun. 
And uh, Jerry L. Woodruff, Joel killed it in Huntsville at Shenanigans. Have you been to Shenanigans in I Huntsville? I don't think so. It's awesome. No. It's a really cool space. I did. I stopped there on my uh, Trophy Husband tour. Oh, okay. Yeah, I and, think uh, Huntsville, I've only been to Stand Up Live and, um, what, what is it that you have to get? Um, oh, that flying, it was like, was it like Flying Monkey? Or something? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, there's a nice scene going on in Huntsville. Mm-hmm. Oh, Matt said, I quit my job and that freed up. A lot of time to clean out my house. Actually, they said it had to be out by the end of the month. Hey. hey. Oh, he did a joke. He does have a lot of free time. He's not going to. <laughs> took me till the end to be like, oh, he's doing a joke. And I was like, is he okay? Yeah. Oh, See, Jody Carter, just don't post videos of your set with the bits about your ex and them. She was pissed. But if she wanted to be talked about in a better light, she should have been better in the past. Ooh, that's some... That's some uh, Dr. Phil stuff. Right. Um, that's heavy. All right. That's heavy. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Keep scrolling. Greg Liptak. He was at the show oh, last hey, night. Hey, Greg. What's up, man? Greg runs a great new open mic on Mondays as well. He does at the uh, Hideaway. The hideaway, yeah. Yep. Here in Atlanta. This is a buffet, I hear. This is a buffet there, so you should. He said he loves the early sign-up. So yeah. I think on... This new open mic you're doing, that's the new system? Yeah, yeah. The new open mic, um, you can call in any time until 5 p.m. on Monday um, during, like, the business hours for Eddie's Attic. Mm-hmm. Um, all that information is on the website on the event. Um, and, yeah, just call and tell them, hey, I'd like to be in, like, the early half of the show or the late half of the show, and they'll just give you a spot until you want to be where, so. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, isn't that helpful? Isn't that great? And then you managing? don't have to. Yeah, they're managing it? I know. Yeah, because that's wonderful. They're saints. That's how they do their they're music saints. open mic too. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I think it's been it's been nice because they already kind of have an established system for it, um, and like the booking for it's really easy. Um, yeah, they're wonderful. Be very kind to their staff. They're doing a great job. Yeah, and be aligned <laughs> with them too. Yeah. It's like I mean, it's a name. Like, yeah, no, it's, it's a brand. Yeah. Wendy Peach, like yeah, I mean, yeah they've done a good her, job. You know, this, yeah, they're doing a good job. It's popping. It's happening. It's I'm so I'm so excited about that. <laughs> All right, we have a lot of cool people. Teresa says, hey, Joel. Um, we'll skip the Magic D Hunter. Uh, well, he said she's cute. So, uh, is he talking about me or Sam or the dog? I don't uh, know yeah, which the one. The really cute. The dog. The dog's really beautiful. But, thank you. Aren't That's you not so really a question. Aren't you so cute? Jerry's been rocking his hot breath shirt. Stan, great to see y'all. Oh, Ray, do you know Ray Shaky by chance? I do know Shaky. Hey, what's up, man? He says he loves to look at me some Sam Gordon. <laughs> Thanks, dude. You know him like that? All right. <laughs> well, with that laugh. With that laugh. Okay. Do you know it? <laughs> we just had a snort. I love to look at me some Sam, Sam Gordon. Gordon. Gosh, guys are so like bad. Like Blade Runner, man. And then Magic says, is she on Christian? Guys, is she on Christian Mingle? I'm, I'm so- Jewish, obviously. <laughs> so embarrassed for men. I know, isn't it? So it's okay. Sorry. I run two open mics, I know. That's I, true. I know what you guys are like. Oh yeah, you did. You posted something last night saying if it's about murdering <gasps> oh women. Oh my god, I don't it's know like- what's been going on, guys. <laughs> Here's the thing. You can tell jokes about how women get murdered, but you shouldn't tell jokes about murdering women. Do you understand the difference mm. in that? Uh, I don't know. I just feel like every week I hear a joke where, like, some of the punchline is like, she ghosted me, so I tied her to a train track and ran her over. And you're like, dude, what? Yeah. I don't know. It's just really exhausting to be nervous around you guys all the time. Um, so if you could stop being so creepy. Open but also, mics. you know, you're learning. It's fine. No judgment. I'm so sorry yeah. to have said anything. Um, you're all perfect. 
Cynthia says, Teresa Callen and I want to know when you will be back in Alabama or close enough for us Bama gals to come see your show again. <laughs> Hopefully 2020, actually. I think, I was talking with Cynthia or Teresa about, she works in like real estate and coming and doing like comedy at an event opening, well, which cool. always goes well. Yeah, absolutely. And they just shoehorn comedy Surprise in the middle. <laughs> Those could go well. I did one this year. I did a baby shower. For a surprise baby. Like, it was a surprise. It was an accident. Ugh. And the lady told me, she told everyone there was going to be comedy. But then I got there and she goes, okay, so this is a surprise. And she wanted me to do, like, all baby shower material. No. Oh, it was, it was a lesson learned. It was a lesson learned. But it was also $300. So what are you going to do? <laughs> I will bomb for 15 wow. minutes for $300. Wow. That's, That's so... I'm always curious when people want to bring stand-up to it an event, and it's like, I'm sorry, is your pregnancy not a big enough deal that you right. need to add an entertainment aspect to it? And to surprise, like the... I don't know. I mean, hey, man, I think, God bless her. Thank you for the she check. She was not thrilled. You know? Yeah, I was grateful but, for the check, but, but yeah, the baby mama was not, like, entertained. Yeah, oh, they surprised the... Yeah, like nobody well, I knew. Thought the but woman, her. I thought her, the one whose baby shower it was, booked it. No, her, her mom booked it. Oh, it was, it was... Her mom's like, this is what you get. Maybe. It was, it, there was a dynamic going there on in that room. Shoot. There that was I a punishment that. aspect happening. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was you. Wow, that's so interesting. How strange. Yeah, but if, if the, if the event's set up right, then it's Yeah, like it's I good, did a holiday party for a dental office, mm -hmm. and it was the family practice, all six of their kids, dentists. Whoa! It's they've been running de the dentist industry in that town for like forty years. They were fantastic. Mm -hmm. they, they were so happy to have us. It was a beautiful event. This like country club and like in my head, I'm like, why are they booking comedy? This is crazy. So we got there and they were so lovely and it was Aww. great. They took such good care of us. I, I was love like, Thank that. You so much. I love that. Sometimes it's nice. Great. Oh, uh, Cindy says this is a great talk. Ooh, a little bit chat. Um. Ron said he's finding the mindset that only famous comics bring money in. But I don't think that's... I think comics... You can... There's money in comedy. There's money beyond just comedy as well. There's money in hosting yeah. events. There's money yeah, in doing... Yeah, I think it just kind of depends on what... You want. I mean, if, you, if you're talking in terms of just, like, sitting and waiting for offers to roll in, yeah, I mean, you gotta be Adam Sandler, but... Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but I think... Um, I think there's money in event coordinating. I think. Producing your own shows. There's and... something there. Um, but yeah, I mean, sure, you could say that's a little bit of a nihilist view, but um, hey, that works sometimes. What is nihilist? What is that? Just mean? like, it's like, like, what's the point? I mean, um, you know, it's right. going to be how it's going to be. It's only famous people get to have. It's like that joke. But... I remember hearing the joke now. I had a joke about nihilism, but what's the point? Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. Exactly. But it's, it's also thinking like... of like what bring money in means. Does that mean you make 40 yeah. grand a year? Is that 400 grand? Yeah, like, it's, what it is all money? depends on the goal. And... Yeah. Yeah. So there's perspective checks on that. Perspective. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Ron. That sounds a little negative. I think you got to lift your spirits up, Ron. Yeah, come on, Ron. Come on, Ron. Book us to come to your show. It's going to be okay. Uh, Eric. What's up, Eric? Met him at um, the Weather Channel. Oh. Eric used to work at the Weather Channel, and we did some like skits for them. Greg Liptak, oh, this is fun. Carly, oh, Carly said at least there are no murder comments so far. Yeah, you guys are doing a really good job. All you've done is tell me how pretty I am, which I love. And uh, Greg says any hosting advice? Hosting advice. Mm. Um, I think uh, personally, one of the things that I had to learn um, 
was to fight my instinct to always have a little comment. <laughs> mm, okay. um, and I mean that not even, it's not even like negatively. It's just like sometimes even like introducing people, it's like you're so, you're so anxious and like hyped up and you want to do a good job making sure people are excited about them. And I see it all the time. I've done it where like you just like accidentally like say too much about them when you introduce uh, them. Right, yeah. And you're like, this next guy, one time he told me a joke that was like, and you're just like trying to like convince the audience that they're really funny. And oh. it's like, dude, they are funny. You booked them. Just them on um so i yeah. think it's just like learning how to pace how much you're talking as a host because you're there you're there as an energy and a guide you're not there as like the focal piece of entertainment <sighs> and i it's think gold. people yeah. um you're there to nurture the show you know mm -hmm. um so i think it's important to, to recognize your role um so i think that's my first advice is like recognize your role make sure that's what you want to do do you want to be a host or do you want to be a booked comic. Those are two different roles. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, overall with hosting, I think it's just um, staying positive, not falling into the trap of like being like, oh, well, this sucks. Because you know how we all kind of neg ourselves. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, you have to pretend like it's fun and it's going well no matter what. And Greg, I think you particularly do a great job at this. Like if it's not going well or if someone says something that's like really messed up, like what happens at open mics very often, um, like you, you deal with it without like punishing them, but you also go like, hey, okay, let's correct that behavior. Um, I think it's important to make sure that the tone of the room aligns with what you're hoping to accomplish. My favorite thing about hosting... Because you are in charge. Yeah, it became that like, oh, I don't have to kill. I really just have to set a fun Exactly, vibe. exactly. Which yeah. like, for a long time, I struggled with that too. Where it's just like, yeah. I was like, oh God, I wasn't funny enough. And I'm like, no, that my job isn't even to be funny. I'm just there to let everyone know what's happening. Yep. And to make everyone feel like it's safe to have fun. Yeah, and even <laughs> literally just saying that. Like, yeah. I ended up, I would start, well, people have been in my... I would get weird at my shows a lot of the time. I started just using it as just like like a skeet shooting or just like throw it against the wall and see what sticks. But like it even sometimes it'd be like, we're going to do a comedy show. People are going to come up here and say some weird things. I'm going to be hanging out in between. Like I would almost just like map out the show, why we're all here and what's going to happen right. and why it's going to be fun and let the comics shine in that Yeah, because that's, that's your job. Right. Yeah, you're there to set them up and they're there to knock them down. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's really important to know your role. You're a cheerleader. Are you trying to get down a little yeah, puppy? Are you tired of me now? <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> Did you like to get down? Yeah, so I hope that I'm helps. Yeah. Um, Jay Live said he'll bomb for $300. <laughs> Jay Live is great. He's out in Birmingham. I actually did a, a corporate gig out there like two days ago, and we met up at Waffle House afterwards, oh, doing fun. doing the, the the comic thing. That road bike. Um, uh, Sean Penn, any advice to get more bookings? Um, advice to get more bookings. Um, so we talked about this a little bit in the other episode that we did. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, first and foremost, making sure that. Your set is tight, that like the goal that you have a booking goal. Mm. I think we all are kind of talking like, oh, I want to do more shows, I want to get on more. What do you want? Do you, are you, do you have five minutes? Do you have 10 minutes? Are you trying to get more eight minute spots? Like, you know, are you looking for a 20 minute spot? Know what your goal is. Um, identify what shows, what people are going to give you access to that goal. Mm -hmm. And then um, what I always tell people to do if there's a show you want to get on, go to the show, watch it, say hello to the host, be like, hey, thanks for a great show. And then, you know, if they've got the email set up or they've got a Facebook page, whatever, contact them to say, hey, love the show, would like to be considered, like, can I send you a tape? Oh. Send them a tape. 
And that's yeah. really, after that, you've done all that you can do. And they'll book you if they like you. And if they don't, you know, maybe a few months later, follow up. But usually if they just don't say anything, it's a very polite rejection. And please let them do that for you. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh, it's painful. It's hard. It's hard to say no to people. So sometimes, yeah, you might get ignored. It's not personal. They just... We're bad with confrontation. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think know what you're looking for, find out who you can ask for it, and then give evidence that you deserve to have it. And if it works out, it'll work out, you know? And even just to build on that, because that's all gold, uh, also start surrounding yourself with people that are getting booked. Mm. So a lot of the time, you can get caught in the rut of an open mic, and you're around the same people doing the same jokes at the same you're shows on the same night, just hanging out. So if you want to get booked, Get around more comics that are actually getting booked. Yeah. Or go hang out at the shows you want to be on. Because yeah. I'll say, as a producer, and it's not even necessary to say, like, hanging out gets you booked, but it's, like, a combination of things. Like, if you're funny and you've been cool when I've talked to you and I see that you come out and you support my show, you're going to be on my radar more. Because I've literally seen your face recently. Mm-hmm. So, yep. you know, um, I'll, I pay attention to that stuff. I know it's because, to me, those are the people who, like, really want to be there. I know not everyone has a free time to hang out, and that's okay. But, um, you know, come check in once in a while. Or, like, shoot me a message and let me know you really want to check out the show, but you don't have time. Like, just let us know you're out there. Because I'm not, yep. it's not that I'm ignoring you. I literally just, there's so many people. I have, I, all the bookers I've interviewed have said, like, a lot of times you're just not top of mind. Like, it's, yeah, it's not even, I like, mean, personal. It's, like, we literally just don't Between think. the open mics alone, I usually see about 60 comedians for fun. <sighs> God bless you. Right? And then on other shows I run that happen weekly or monthly, you know? So, I mean, I sometimes, I mean, I put on over 150 shows last year. So I see a lot of people, and people are always coming in and out. So it's like, if you want something, you've got to let me know. I can't anticipate your needs. Boom. That, yeah, we gave him the gold on that one. It's uh, Christian Davis. Sam, you got great teeth. I almost got a spit take on that one. Thank you. I just don't. I just don't know, like what. Someone else complimented my teeth on Saturday at a bar. It was really weird. I mean, that's a great. It was wonderful. It's it a great good compliment. Hey, shout out to my uh, my grandparents for getting me braces. Yeah, all those. Years I was gonna ago. say, what about my teeth? I got yeah, braces you got, too. You got killer I got braces too. too. Look at them both. <laughs> oh. Oh, Greg says thank you. I like the question. Oh, Holly. Hey, Holly. Hi, Sambu. Hi, hey, Joel. Love you, Holly. Holly's so funny. Holly's great. She just opened up. She was working with a Beth Stelling. Yeah. I love, gosh, I love, I love Beth. I, love, I know. So I just listened to your episode with her, too. She's so nice. Yeah. Holly's great. And she's one of those, it's like, we snuck the interview in the green room between her two shows. It's mm-hmm. like, it's amazing how generous yeah, people, people actually are. Just like, yeah, ask. yeah, it's true. Just like, yeah, more wow. often than not. I mean, people want to like be nice and helpful and yeah. like to talk. So it's, yeah, just reach out. It's very inspiring. Yeah. yeah, it's great. A lot of the most successful people I've interviewed have been also like the nicest and most generous. Yeah, I so think, so I think that says that. something. Yeah, that all adds up. Venues don't, oh, this is Ron. Venues don't think they can afford comedy acts, but will bring in music. Um, subcommittee and uh, I think those are school. Wait, okay, yeah. M- Missouri S and T doesn't seem to listen to non-student comments. Oh, thank you. Goals. Okay, I guess he was just reiterating what you said. Oh, about like why that isn't working. Um, they, yeah, they bring music but not comedy. I guess. Yeah, well, yeah. Cause I'm sure if they're looking at trying to book like a major headliner that ha- wants like an $800 guarantee or something like that. Um, 
that's a little different than like a local act. Um, but I would say, you know, and you never know. Sometimes you got to talk to the right person. Maybe approach them with a budget. Have a plan already in place to show them how it could be possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if not, you know, move on to the next one. But yeah, I think sometimes people just don't understand how they don't, they, they need to see how it could work. They need to see how it would be laid out for them to agree to it because they just can't picture it because it's not their world. Right. So even if this is your first time. Go in as you're the the professional. You're yeah. the authority you're on the, the authority. topic. You're the authority. You're the one in the field. Yeah. So yeah. even if you don't have any experience, go in with the confidence that you know what you're talking about. And they'll be like, oh, I guess he's right. He sounds Yeah, do some research. Confident. Talk to some other shows. See what mm-hmm. budgets could work. But yeah, I mean, if it's just not working for them, it's not working for them. But yeah. There's always an in, I feel like. Sometimes just waiting for the right person to come along. Yes, for yeah. sure. Timing is timing is a big yeah. thing in this. Jamie Ward, what... What F? More, oh, more club. What is? Oh, what of more clubs like doing clubs or performing meeting clubs? I'm not really sure what Jamie's asking. I know Jamie. Oh yeah. Well, Connor said thank you guys for doing this. You both have <laughs> good head on your shoulders, and this Aww. is helpful. Yay! Conrad. Finally, a compliment Conrad. my way. Jeez Louise. <laughs> I wonder what the. I wonder more club. More clubs. More clubs. More or fewer. Or if like we want more clubs. Uh, do we need more clubs? Do we need... I mean, I think you're you're a testament and you're an example of you don't need clubs to be successful. You no, can really build your not. own. definitely not. Definitely um, not. And I mean, I think there's a lot of people who are showing that. I think that's kind of the new direction for mm-hmm. how comedy is working. And I think even the clubs are changing how they do. I mean, the Laughing School here is doing a ton of great right. satellite shows. Right. And they're recognizing yep. that there's all this outside talent that they can pull into their network. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think even the way clubs work is changing. So, um, I mean, Jeff Pettis and One Up Comedy is a great example of that. I mean, they're mm-hmm. essentially their own comedy club um, out of the Highland Ballroom. So, yeah, I mean, it's all it's all changing and different. But it's, it's kind of depends. It depends on where you are, too. Some yeah, and places. how much comedy... Like, Atlanta, there's a lot of comedy. Yeah, for some places, all you have is, like, like a funny bone. Or, like, it. yeah, Birmingham, like, Stardome yeah. is, like, the main right. thing going right. on. So this kind of depends. Yeah, just depends. Um, yeah, cool. All right. Yeah. So we had a few, just a couple more here on... um. The, I remember a couple people commented, I'm so excited, I'm doing ATO Comedy Grind today. Ooh, it, I fun. feel so fancy. Yeah, I've been cool. wanting to do it. It makes yeah. me feel like we made it. <laughs> Because I'm, I'm looking to, uh, you know, get the word on the comedy special out there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's just a few weeks out. It is. February 1st. February Pre-sale 1st. open now, everyone. I just released the first vlog last night, too. Um, so go check that out on YouTube, as I say it confidently. Um, Jonesy Pitts. This guy. Jones- <laughs> I'm sorry. Which one? There's just a Facebook ad right now. <laughs> Marriage and relationship. <laughs> this husband. That's so sorry, I wonder why. Oh, it's a Facebook group. Oh, yeah. love quote. You're getting targeted for a lot. It must be because trophy husband. Oh, you know I think what? Been posting husband a lot. And they're like, is he okay? I bet it is. Because <laughs> I was wondering why I'm getting targeted that. Because I was like, what am I been doing with marriage? That's anyway, exactly what it is. Anyway, sorry, I noticed your ads. You were talking about somebody. No, but that that's that's hilarious. That's so silly. I love that. <laughs> um, yeah, or sometimes you'll say something on the phone and then an ad pops up on yeah, your you're like, computer. You're like, wait a minute. So, um, oh, Jamie said we're great for doing this. Super cool idea. Great info. Oh, good job. Jerry wants to do the Laughing Skull pretty bad. He's in Alabama. He's actually, um, 
he um, he rocks his hot breath shirt a lot. I thought he was in the profile picture, but oh, that's okay. his shenanigans shirt. Yeah, but. well, with Laughing Skull, I mean, obviously it's a little difficult if you're not in the Atlanta, uh, but I know with the open mic, you just have to email and they'll mm-hmm. book you. If you let them know you're coming from out of town, they'll try and accommodate. Um, you yeah. can book it a few weeks out, and you can start coming there, and usually that's like the... Uh, chain of command basically you go through go through the open mics and then they'll invite you to other stuff exactly um, but yeah that's pretty accessible just find that on their website i've heard several i mean i was just in um i think it was greenville and there were several comics who were like yeah it was just a laughing they'll they'll people drive people from all come, over yeah, to do come. laughing yeah, i see it all the time and people have made a trip yeah to be there so um, it's a really cool venue yeah it is it's a great space so uh, jonesy what's so cool um Hey, David. David, I met him in uh, Indiana. I oh, did cool. the Drop Comedy Club up there. He, um, Jonesy came to F- uh, Funny Monkey a lot. Mm-hmm. And he was a big fan of comedy. And he came to my game shows. And then he just recently started actually doing comedy. Oh, very cool. So it looks like he's... Um, I eventually want to host a storytelling show. What are some things to consider when finding a venue? How do you go about booking people on your shows? Mm. Great question. Um... So the venue, I think, I mean, like we talked about before, obviously making sure that there's someone who is also passionate about what you're trying to do, mm-hmm. um, or who at least like likes you and believes in you, um, that personal relationship will carry you very far because it takes time for things to grow and it's already stressful enough when you, without having a venue who's like mad at you for it not being a smash hit right away. Mm-hmm. Um, so make sure it's someone who's got their like values aligned with you, um, but then uh, I think a good venue is a place that has, uh, you know, a separate space. For, if it's like a bar or a restaurant, it's best to have like a separate event room and not be like in the middle of the restaurant because how do you ticket that? How do you control volume? How do you not disturb other guests? Um, making sure there's good parking and it's accessible. Ooh, um, because people, you know, if it's difficult to park there, people stop coming back because they're like, ugh, I don't want to have to find a spot. Or, like, I don't have to deal with that. Um, I think, um, getting a place that'll support you with like drink specials or food specials, if that's what they do, or a place that you can offer it as BYOB. Um, I mean, not to just be like, people got a drink, but you know, people like to drink at comedy shows. It's just part of the culture of it. Um, so making sure that's available. And, um, I'd say last but not least, don't underestimate like the size. I think people, um, don't recognize I think it says in the last episode but just like low ceilings are so important right making sure you're not this big echoey space making mm-hmm. sure you know just because it's there doesn't mean it's gonna be a good show like don't sell yourself short make sure it's gonna look and sound good and also you can turn almost any space into a professional looking space with a few very simple tools like the backdrop like we were talking the backdrop, about backdrop yeah um, the banner um, I've got like some stage lights that are just like from Amazon basics um, with like clamps and um, PA and sand and you can really make a space look like a comedy venue. Um, yeah. Attention to detail. So, um, yeah. Yeah, supportive of a venue that you can set up to look like a great show. Mm-hmm. Supportive venue seems supportive to be venue the, really like, is the number one thing because everything one. else is going to be a challenge without the support of the space. Yes, because they're going to run into it where they're like double booking the room or mm-hmm. they're having events next door and it's loud or like their staff hates it. I don't know. Stuff happens, so just yeah. make sure you've got a good relationship. Um, and when you when you book one of these, book don't just book your friends like. The big thing in building a show is people coming back again and again. So make sure totally. you're booking funny people so people want to come. Like yeah. Jonesy kept coming back because there would 
I would put up some crazy people, but also I wanted to make sure there were some funny people yeah, in there. Yeah, it was a good show. It was a fun show to exactly. be Exactly. Um, I think, yeah, you know, if it's like a one-off, you know you want to stay up your lineup and make it strong, but as you're getting into the flow of booking a recurring show, like something that's weekly or monthly, um, something that, like, I've found is, like, there's kind of, like, a pattern of, like, what I'm looking for, where it's mm. like, okay, I've got maybe six spots, and I'm going to make, like, two to, like, four of those, like, strong comics, what I consider, like, consistent people that I see often on other shows that I know are consistently succeeding on stage, mm -hmm. um, and they're, like, my anchor comics, <laughs> And then I've got two spots that are for, like, my wild cards with people where it's like, <laughs> you know, I've seen them out. I think they're funny. I like them. Uh -huh. I haven't seen them on a ton of stuff. Or I've only seen them one or two things. Let's give them some time and see what happens in my room and see if my audience likes them. And then if I like them, then eventually they become one of my anchors. Like, but I do, because I have a weekly show, I can do that. I can offer all those spots. Um, so it's important to know what kind of show are you booking. If it's, like, a one-off that people are paying $25 for, make sure it's a stacked show. Yes. You know, like, my Don't Tell comedy shows, those are all anchors. I don't I don't play wild cards on Don't Tell. That's, like, a quality show. Hmm. Um, but if you've got a lot of spots, like, yeah, you, you, you leave a little, little extra on the side to kind of dole out and see if people are ready for other spots. And I'm, I think it's important to hear the amount of thought going in to booking a show. So... Unless, if you don't have the time to put that much thought into a weekly show, start with a monthly show yeah, or I start with a one-off. I honestly don't recommend anyone run a weekly show, particularly okay. like a booked weekly show. I really, okay. I really don't recommend it. It's just, it's so, <laughs> it's so much work. At this level, it for one so individual, yeah. it's so much work. I think for like a club or if you're doing it with like an established venue, maybe. Like, um, if you're working with like, an established theater and they've got, like, marketing behind them and they're bringing people, you know. But if it's just you trying to bring an event to a yeah. new place weekly, it's so much work. Um, and also, like, I think the mindset when it's weekly, um, people are like, oh, let's go next week. Oh, let's go next week. Mm -hmm. oh, you know, it's, it's harder. It takes more time to build that following. Um, and it's just a lot of work. I would recommend doing one-offs, making big productions. Building your audience following, building an email list with the big show. Yeah. And then after you get some people who like kind of come to some shows and know you, then you should be like, hey, I have this new weekly show. And then you send out an email to that email list or that Facebook group or whatever. So it's email, like there's, there's, building the marketing. There's oh, a, um, a book, the booker here in Atlanta, Mari Sims, who I had on a long time ago. Mm -hmm. He books a show every night of the week. Every single show mm -hmm. is like standing room only. Mm -hmm. All email list. Mm -hmm. His social media presence isn't it's time. That it's all yeah. email list. Yeah, it's just about like time and building and mm -hmm. following up with people. Um, so yeah, I definitely recommend like start with a show that happens a little bit less frequently that you can give a, more attention to because it's mm -hmm. happening every week. Your attention is divided every single week. That's four times a month that you got to get something going. Whereas if it's once a month or it's every two months, you can really devote time and energy to it and make something more quality. Build that following based on that quality and then they'll follow you and they'll stick with you with the new things if that makes sense boom yeah all right just a few more here mellow black said you're hosting um your hosting class was super helpful thank you. yeah i did a hosting oh, cool. class yeah. last week i mean last uh year last year oh gary henry was here for his break that's so cool oh that's nice that's so he, <laughs> yeah that's i love it. this is this is so crazy Funny, the power of comedy. Sean Murphy, hope all is well. He was in um, 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 Myrtle Beach. Met him in Myrtle Beach. Comic out there. Uh, Matt Whiteside, how have you built your audience? I mean, really just...
consistently over time for me. Yeah, I think um, for me, I'm I'm a very outgoing person, and I'm, mm-hmm. I I like people a lot. Like I really like meeting new people. Um, so for me, it's come down to just being available and approachable. And I, I talk to people after shows a lot. Yes. Um, and yes. I also like I just talk to everybody I meet all the time. I constantly leave the grocery store having shared like a personal story with a bagger. Like it happens all the time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just I, I have like stickers for my company for Wendy Peach and I interact with people and if it comes up, comedy comes up or if like I like them and I'm like, hey, you know, by the way, I'm a comedian. If you ever want to come to a show, here's my sticker. Come check out the calendar, you know? Um, so yeah, I think, uh, personal connection is a great way to build an audience. Yes. People remember you more. Yes. Um, that's something I wish I did more early on. Like probably for the first six years, I was like, well, I'm, I'm an artist and I'm just here to do my stage time. Didn't talk to the civilians. Didn't talk to, like, didn't talk to people, didn't talk to comics really. Like, and that's something if I were, I don't have any regrets, but like if I were to change something, it would be, I would be more outgoing sooner and be like in life at shows. It. Yeah, Since I started that, the fan base has grown. Yeah, it's just yeah. the comfort level because I think comedy is all about um, a vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I don't know, people like to feel like they're your friend. Yeah. Like, comedi- like people like connecting with a comedian in the way that you would when you listen to your friends, like, talking shit and being funny. Yeah. So <laughs> you gotta be accessible. Uh, Sean Patrick Moore, wouldn't it behoove you to be funny? Sean Patrick Moore actually met in St. Louis. He lives in a van. I did a. A podcast tour. I did a tour of his van for the podcast. Oh, cool. Um, you to be funny in the hosting spot if your intent is to advance. I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, you know, you're funny, but I think ultimately, when you're running a show, your job you're you're an MC before you're a comedian when you're hosting a show, mm-hmm. and your job is to keep the event running and keep the energy up. Um, so yeah, that includes being funny and stuff. Yeah, I didn't mean to imply otherwise. Yeah. I think I just you just don't like run big long bits. Like, yeah, you're not, like you're not doing fifteen minutes. And you're, in between every comment, yeah, you're and you're not doing... you don't have to comment every little thing and make everything about how you're funny too. I feel like you right. <laughs> no, I'm funny too. Yeah. Where it's like someone has a killer set and the host comes in and like, <laughs> you know, they were talking about right. uh, hot dogs. <laughs> and I don't have a joke about it, but I'm about to make one because I feel threatened by how right. funny they were with theirs. Uh, you just don't want to do that. Yeah, but it is, yeah, you definitely want to be funny yeah, as a host. Yeah, you want to be funny, but it's not about you. It's about the other comics being funny in that moment. Yeah, know? and I think going into hosting with that mindset, if it was maybe a personal shift that it just took the pressure off of me of like, well, I better go up there and kill or people are going to hate the show. It's more yeah. just set a fun tone and you will be funny. And that's that. enough. Like, that's enough. Yeah. That's all your job requires of you. You've met mm-hmm. your job requirement. You don't have to be the funniest one on the show. All right, Gio Perez says, I love the rejection. Out of sight, out of mind. Mellow Black, I've been doing anchor slash wild cards for my show. Good, yeah. I think I think it helps keep some balance and it gets mm-hmm. new faces in while maintaining a quality show. Um, Sean Murphy, any suggestions on setting yourself apart from others when submitting for stage time? Oh, um, that's a good one. Like in the actual approach itself. Um, well, I'd say like full stop first. Like just as a comedian, I mean, the way you're always going to stand out is by telling jokes that are personal and true to your life, um, because no one else is living your life, um, but many people are probably sharing that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so by being vulnerable and personable, um, like we were talking about earlier with like connecting with audiences, um, people like feeling like they know you. So um, yeah, topical jokes are great, political jokes are great, that's wonderful if that's your voice. 
But I think you're going to stand up so much more if you're talking about that thing that happened to you at camp when you were seven. <laughs> you yeah, know, versus sure. like, oh, Donald Trump. Like, we get it, you know? Yeah. Um, so I guess, like, yeah, being personable and thinking about um, what's unique about you, what do you have to offer, and focusing in on that as a whole, I think, changes everything for you as a performer. Um, but in terms of, like, reaching out and approaching people for bookings, um, the things that I always notice first is how was I approached? Did you walk up to me while I was working at mm -hmm. my show? That's not a good way to do it. Mm. Uh, did you Facebook message me while I was working during my show? Uh, what the hell? <laughs> uh, you know, did you follow the protocol? If they have a protocol laid out, did you follow it? Like for me, if people submit through the booking form or they submit to the Wendy Peach email, I'm like, okay, they paid attention. And now I'm paying right. attention. Yes. But if the booker hasn't set up a standard, I mean, that's a different thing. Um, but I think, yeah, more than anything, it's just about showing up and being respectful, asking how you can be considered instead of asking for the spot, um, I think goes a long way. And, and just um, being professional. I don't know, treat it like a job. Treat it like, yeah. You don't know? just go up and be like, yo, I heard you have a show. When are you going to have me? Or, like, yeah, when can I get time of that? And it's like, I don't they don't even say hey. People yeah, will just be like, yo, when can I get time? I'm yeah, just like, don't approach, how? Don't approach people face to face asking for a specific date because they're not going to remember and then you're going to show up on that date and they didn't write it down and then they're embarrassed and you're embarrassed and it right. happens to me every week. Every. Um, I, I can't imagine I'm, what you go, I did one show. I can't imagine what you go through with all the shows you do. It's just, just, and I need to be better about being firm about my own rules because I'm like, yeah. so flexible for people because I just want people to like me so much. But it is like set that expectation. But you haven't set, yeah, like you Joe set. sets an expectation totally. at his shows. Like if you're talking, he's like, shut up. Totally. Like he sets an expectation across the board. Right. And I think people will respect. And people respect it. Yeah. They respect they don't push, you they doing don't push it too. him yeah. on his boundaries. Um, so yeah, pay attention to what the booker's boundaries are, man. Yeah. And they, even in thinking of messaging someone, like be professional about that. If you're emailing them, form like, hey, Sam, I've heard great things about your mm -hmm. show. I would here. I've pasted a clip below. I would love to be mm -hmm. considered on a date. You see me a good fit, or don't just be like, "Yo, I heard you got a show. When, when can I get on? Let me let me get a spot." Or like mm -hmm. you will be amazed at how just blunt people yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, it sucks, and it makes me feel um, like you don't think what I'm doing is of value because you're agree, you're yeah. treating like it's so below you that you shouldn't even have to ask. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm sure I'm reading too into that. But here's the thing: that the people who are booking the shows are people. <laughs> with feelings and emotions. <laughs> um, I know for me, I'm very sensitive. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry, boys. You have to deal with it. I'm very sensitive. Um, so how you approach me will affect how I feel about booking you. And that's just having interpersonal skills. So, um, yeah, just be professional and polite. Be respectful. Treat every show like it has value. Treat every person like they have the authority that they do have. It's their show. Like, don't, I don't mm -hmm. know. Just be nice. It's very easy to be respectful. <laughs> Just treat everything like it's a job. I think that's treat what we need to do. Treat yeah. it like a job. Treat it like a job. If you treat want it to be like a, job, a job, treat it like one. Mm -hmm. So let's let's get um let's get these last two in here because we've been going almost an hour here. So let's, uh, Jerry, the speakeasy at Straight to Ale in Huntsville is good. Oh, that is oh, a yeah. that is a yeah, really good great. show. Oh my gosh, um, Jody Carter, any advice for writing jokes, i.e., developing you. Developing after your initial joke premise. <laughs> Any processes for adding or extending into material? P.S. Joel has great hair. Obvious suck up. Thank you. <laughs> you finally got one. Wow, we one. got one. We got good teeth and hair on this show. That We're should be the name it. of our podcast. Good teeth and hair. Woo. So for um, developing after the initial joke and premise, I mean, I found helpful to look at how many different angles you can bring into that topic. So 
when you're talking about, let's say I'm talking about getting married, it's like, okay, if I can talk about getting married, like my wedding, talk about it from the angle of my point of view, and then bring in the angle, what's my wife's point of view, what was the efficient's point of view, maybe what were her parents' point of view, what is the point of view of divorced people on marriage. I try to explore a 360 view of a topic, and sometimes you give it from 10 angles and you end up keeping three of those angles. Mm -hmm. But exploring it from every angle, like the more you write about a topic, the more opportunity you're giving yourself to expand that topic. Yeah, I think um, a willingness to write down just everything. Just write mm. down everything. I think yeah. people will wait until they have a joke to write stuff down, but you never know what's going to come out. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think once I have like a premise and I kind of like, I sort of have the joke, but I need to like expand on it, I need to develop it more. Personally, it's for me, I have to talk out loud. Um, and that's obviously where open micing comes in, but I have found, um, I will just talk out loud to myself. I will mm -hmm. just hit record on my phone with voice memo or I'll film myself and I'll just like run the bit and then I'll listen to it and I'll be like, okay. Cause I find as I'm talking out loud, usually ideas start, you know, you start riffing. I don't know. That oh, sounds crazy. Cool. But, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like, yeah, if you can't get out to a mic and get in front of people, just do it at home. I do it when I'm sitting in traffic all the time. That's how I talk through stuff. Um, so yeah, I find this like talking out loud really does help. So even if you feel like you're not ready to go up at a mic because like the joke's not done, just go up at the mic and start saying it. Half, half, halfway mm -hmm. through, you're probably going to finish it, like just through talking. I feel like that happens a lot. That's so. that's what Mark Norman does as well. He yeah. just talks to himself He's, in his room. He said, "Yeah, I do." So, so I mean, that's why he said yeah, it, like for I like mean, an that's hour. That's the comedy is, stuff. isn't it? It's polished exactly. talking yourself. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So if it's good enough for Mark Norman and Sam Gordon, yeah. give it a shot, Jody. Norman and Gordon. Yeah, Norman and Gordon. Oh, that's, that's rich. That's funny. Hey, Richard. He's working on a chunk of material recently. Nice, and then nice. He, um, oh, Steve Rivera, he owns um, Gutty's Comedy Club mm -hmm. up in Indiana. I did that one last year, too. Cool, cool. He's been hosting his more, he says. Introduce yourself and make sure you have something to find you. I'm guessing he's talking about a host. Yeah, definitely. We want to see what you have. Oh, he's saying as a booker himself, he wants people to introduce and Yeah, totally. Like, yeah. Like, make make all the information available so I know who you are and who I'm talking to. Mm -hmm. Um so I can make the judgment about whether or not I wanna work with you before we Oh right. And this is oh John Hinton's in here? Nick Gibbons from Adult Swim? We got some we got some we got Jake Rubel? Jody's coming. Cool, now I can tell people I'm working on bits when they catch me talking to myself. Yeah, see, oh, you're an artist, great. Jody. You're an artist. I'm not crazy, I'm creative. <laughs> I'm working. Uh, Andy Gunnan says I talk to myself because my wife won't listen. Oh. Huh. Jerry, I have to get a fellow Jerry Woodruff, I have to get a fellow comic that can see to me. See to, to drive me out there. All right, Jerry needs a ride to Atlanta. And a typist. Um, or Jerry, I need a reader. I don't know. Jerry, yeah, Jerry needs a ride. So everyone hook up with Jerry. So here we go. All right, the final question of this Q&A. And thank question. you, everyone, that has been tuning in. Holy cow. I got to, this, I haven't done many of these, but I feel like more need to be done. People yes, are really yeah, like, I think it's nice. people are really responding. So the final one, Carly Sherrick. Carly who was at the show last night. Mm -hmm. um, this is the final question of this Q&A. So my question is, I'm ready to approach a couple of venues, and my initial thought is to say, I'll pay a certain percentage of ticket sales, plus people will also drink a lot. Is that a fair place to at least start negotiating, or is that giving money away? And what would be a, a fair percentage? 
Um, so I think it depends on what kind of space it is and how frequently you want to do the show. Um, so for example, like with my weekly show at Amatza in Decatur, um, which starting on the 19th is moving to Sundays at 7, guys. Sundays at 7. Um, and so it's a free show for people to come and see. Uh, and it's like basically a booked open mic with some bucket spots. Um, but we've worked out a deal where they'll give my booked comics, um, some drinks. Mm. Uh, they'll give me a drink. Um, give us a discount on our food, and then um, they give me a rate for hosting and promoting the show every week. Um, and so for some venues, it could be a flat rate. I think um, at the end of the day, like you absolutely have to be making money if you're running a show at a venue. Do mm. not don't run a show for free. That's ridiculous. Um, mm. But uh, and same thing with like hosting the open mic. I make a flat rate um, with my don't tell shows. It's overall ticket sales, and then I share. For some venues, we'll um, get a donation of the venue, and then sometimes we'll share a percentage other ticket sales um so i think it just really depends i think um if a place has a bar a fair option is to say that like you can do ticket sales you keep all of the door they keep bar mm-hmm. or if they want a percentage of ticket sales you should be getting a percentage of the bar um i think there's a way to balance it so um i don't know it just really depends on the frequency of the show and like the kind of space and all of that I think a 20% um like between 10 and 20% is like a normal percentage of um cutting ticket sales or bar sales. It just kind of depends so on how you large would, the venue is. You would get 10 or 20% of the bar and they get the rest or 10% of ticket sales and they yeah, get the rest. Yeah, or like the, yeah, like it would be like a switch. Like they're going to take 20% of your tickets and you're going to take like 10 or 20% of the bar for the hours the show is running from like gotcha. 6 to 10 or whatever. Okay. Because, you know. And that's assuming like you're really bringing in people. I'd say when you're first starting out, the best option is going to be like, hey, let's just do like a flat rate to cover the marketing or get an agreement where they're going to pay for marketing and you'll just host and book. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as the show grows and you can see, okay, this is what we're getting. This is the draw we have. Then you can renegotiate how that money might look. Because until a show's happening, there's really no money and you don't know. Right. Um, but I'd say approaching a venue if you're just trying to get it started, um, approach them with a plan. Just like pick an angle that you think might work best for you for this first time and just stick with it and be like, this is what I want to try this time. What do you guys think? Because coming up to them and not having a plan, they're not going to take you seriously. You're just some person who wants to use their place. Um but yeah, it really depends on the frequency and the size of the venue, I think, um, what those numbers look like. So what if it was like, if it's like a pizza place with a stage that's done some performances, Sure. how would you even go into this, would you call this venue, would you email them, and what's kind of, what would be your plan of action of, what's, it's kind of like a role play, like how you would even okay, approach um, it? So like, for example, like when I'm looking for a venue for Don't Tell Comedy, um, which happens almost every single day. Um, mm. <laughs> I'm Before this, right? Yeah, I, I literally, yeah, I literally yeah. from a venue meeting. Um, yeah. So what I do is, um, you know, if you, I think first you want to know what area you're looking for, and you do your research, you pick a venue, mm-hmm. and now you decide you want to go into it. Um, you know, go online, see what their web presence is. See, are they, do they seem like they want to be emailed? Do they have like a very clear system for emailing? Is there someone in charge of events? Or someone in charge of like, um, I don't know, like when people, because some restaurants have someone in charge of like even just like private events, stuff like that. Um, And if their email is there, send them an email and be like, hey, could I come by to talk to you about the space? Mm -hmm. Um, Otherwise, if you can't find that information, just walk in and just ask to speak to someone and say like, hey, you know, I'm just thinking about doing a thing here. Is there someone here I could talk to about that? Or would you guys be interested in that? And usually someone will point you in the right direction. Um... 
But yeah, I think you have to just kind of put a cards on the table and have a plan when you walk in, though. I don't think that you can just kind of walk in and be like, we should do a show here, and then wait for them to Yeah. So you you go out. in with the price. So you go in of like, hey, I want to do a show here for $100. Yeah, I, go, or... I go in with an offer, for sure. Okay, like, with this offer. Like, I have an email that's like, okay, hey, I'm Sam. I run this show. This is what it is. Here's where you can find more information about it. Okay. Um, Qualifying yourself. Yeah, explaining what it is, what the intentions are. And I'm like, so this is what we do. Here are some other businesses that we've worked with. Um, normally, we can bring out this many people, depending on, like, the size of your space. And then... Um, talk about like whatever like financial deal like if I'm looking for a free venue if I'm willing to do a door split um, and then ask to, to meet in person to talk about it and like check out the space further um, mm-hmm. so yeah I think you gotta really just be direct and say like so this is what I'm trying to do do you guys think you'd be interested um, and then you can always negotiate from there um, but coming at someone and just being like let's do a show <laughs> I mean, they don't know. They got right. so many things to. They're busy, man. They're running a business. Like, right. They want someone to come in and make it happen for them. You know. Yeah, and they want. Yeah, they yeah. want a plan is, to be like, I we mean, can make money from. I that. mean, that's with like Eddie's attic, right? Like they mm-hmm. decided they want to start doing comedy after stuff. Um, after Java Monkey stopped happening. And, yeah. Um, then they asked you, and then you didn't have time, so you sent them to me, and mm-hmm. then you know, like they looked for an outside person to do that. Um, I think businesses want that, or like if it was offered to them, they probably would like it. Yeah, for um, sure. But they don't have time to pursue it. So you need to make sure that you have a plan already in place. Um, so you can be the professional. <laughs> yeah, and that was my yeah. with Java Monkey. I knew they did music there and I knew they did mm-hmm. poetry there. So I just went in and like talked to them about, like, would you be interested in comedy? And they were like, yeah, actually, we've been wanting to, but it, the opportunity just hasn't come up. Yeah, usually they're waiting for fit. someone else to take charge of it. You just have to be willing mm-hmm. to be that person. So yeah, um, form a plan. And Carly, specifically with your question, um, if you have like particular venues in mind and you want some more specific advice, um, feel free to reach out. I'm always happy to offer what I know. Um, I also think Joe Pettis would be a great person to ask. I know his yeah. episode, he talked a lot about that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so if you haven't seen the Joe Pettis episode, check that out. Um, but yeah. All right. That's it. So, um, the um, we got a lot of people tune in. Thank you guys, everybody, for tuning in. Um, Adam had a question about reasonable to expect when starting an open mic, like restaurant spaces and stuff. We did address that earlier in this. Um, there's a few restaurants with good spaces that I've considered talking to them about. Assume the best way to do that is to lay out what it means for them as far as the money. So we were just talking about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's just um, figuring out what they would what they're hoping to get out of it and then trying to accommodate. And it's like a good time frame, like, let's try it for a month, let's try it once, yeah, let's try it I'd three say, times. I'd say give it a couple months. Like, it's going to be every week, you know, give it, you know, give it like a quarter. Give it like three months. Oh, give a quarter. Three, yeah, that's three a good, four, you know. Yeah. Um, and see what happens and do like check-ins. Like, that's what we did with Da Vinci's. We did like a three-six and a like, one-year check-in, basically. Oh, okay, um, cool. The marketing guy just kind of checked in and, you know, it's been going great and I've gotten the support I needed. They've had the show they've wanted. Um, Awesome. And uh, Mellow Black said, I want to get you both on a show as well. So let's do, let's end this show on (laughs) On booking. booking. (laughs) So anybody listening, anybody that was watching, you want to book us, you know. (laughs) You can. We're available (laughs) and we're funny. So it'll put on a, we'll put on a good show for you. And um, thank you everyone. Steve Rivera, do you use an agency to book your acts? I mean, I never did. I think it's all, yeah, it's all just. Me. Yeah, just work. Yeah, me and Facebook, baby. Yeah, Conrad, <laughs> chocolate or vanilla? Uh, Ew. 
I like strawberry. No. <laughs> I was gonna. I was thinking that I like maybe vanilla. It, yeah. Chocolate makes me thirsty. Yeah, chocolate know. makes me thirsty too. Yeah. But thank you all so much for um, tuning in. Holy cow, so this was a, an incredible, overwhelming oh, success. That's really nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe we should, um, we'll do it again sometime. Yeah, we will definitely, about maybe it. we need to do like a six-month check. Yeah, this maybe was we like should do good, some quarterly check-ins. Yeah, maybe we should because seriously, like your first episode got a lot of good feedback yeah. and people reached out and then this one, it's, I think we're, I think people we're are really getting inspired out here. Yeah. So please... Let them know where they can reach out to you and annoy you with more questions or to yeah. book you as well. Yeah, please book me. Uh, that yeah. one's easy. It's just book me at <laughs> samwardencomedy.com. Fancy. Uh, no, um, yeah, I mean, hey, like I said, the Eddie's Attic open mic every Monday. Um, right now, Wendy Peach has shows Sunday through Tuesday. Um, oh, that's Sunday so night cool. at a Matzo Pizza in Decatur, and then Monday night at Eddie's Attic in Decatur, Tuesday night at Da Vinci's Pizza in Midtown. Um, we've got Don't Tell Comedy at least once or twice a month on mm. the Varies. We've got this new show coming up in the spring with Moxie in Midtown, which is going to be a beautiful show. We're excited about that. Um, when you just some big headliner shows coming up, please pay attention. Come out to them. Yeah. I'm very excited to be working with the Earl. And um, you can find me at samgordoncomedy.com, what Sam just said on all social media, um, windypeach.com for all that good stuff. And um, if you want to submit, there's a submission thing on the website. Um, oh, to submit to shows. Absolutely, yeah. Um, there's a whole system in place. Really, I'm trying to make it very, very easy for you to come tell me you're funny. Um, <laughs> so please, please just go to the website and follow the rules. Um, and it'll be beautiful. It'll be such a good system. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much. And I'm, I'm available, you know. Shoot me a message. Awesome. Well, Sam Gordon, thanks for being on Hot Bread. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right. Woo! Comedy. <laughs> Have a good day, everyone. Yeah, bye. Bye. Go get the Trophy Husband Comedy Special. Bye. Oh, boy. That was awesome. Yeah. Uh, just in the... Thanks for watching, everyone. Bye. Have a good day. Dude, that was like a lot of people. That was a lot of people. Oh, my gosh. We're influencers, Sam. <laughs> I think we just peed. <laughs> oh, that's so ridiculous. People love it. People care. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for... Yeah, that went longer than I thought it would, but thanks for... Yeah, that was great. Seriously, Hot Breathiverse, thank you so much for caring. And please, if you care just a little bit more, hang out with me here for the final minute of this outro, because I just want to thank you personally. And also let you know, if you want to be involved in these Q&As, go join the Facebook group. Get on Facebook, search Hot Breath Comedy Network. Join listeners from around the world. Also, reach out to Sam directly. She took time out of her busy day to come over here and cuddle my dog and answer all of the questions. Reach out to her with any other questions. She is really the spirit of Hot Breath. Like last week's guest, Andrew Frank, a comedian out on the grind doing it themselves. That's the spirit of hot breath because we've all done the late open mics and the early mornings back at the day job. So the more we can create our own success in this game, I feel like the faster it's going to happen. And that's really what my goal was in self-producing my own comedy special. Everyone on Netflix and HBO and Amazon has comedy specials. I wanted to do it a different way. You know, cut out the middleman, record my own special, release it myself. And with your help, I really feel like we can make an impact beyond comedy and into just the world in general 
of an artist trying something that's never been done before. So if you would like to support that, go in the link in bio, click it, check it out, pre-order it, order it, share it, and we can all live happily ever after. So the ever after of this episode is now coming to a close. So I actually recorded the process of my intro and outros in uh, that Facebook group as well. So, if, you know, some fun extra content over there as well. So thank you all so much for your support. Seriously, thank you all. And I'm excited to uh, see you next Monday. We got an exciting one coming up, but we'll see what that is. But of course, at the end of these, I always thank my wife, Erin Byers. Oh, and I ran out to, I ran into hot brethren Greg Liptak at, an, at Sam's open mic this week, actually. And he had some questions about writing. And it reminded me that the website, hotbreathpodcast.com, has a search feature. You can go to hotbreathpodcast.com, click the search icon, and search any topic. And it'll pull up all the relevant blog posts and interviews about that topic. So use that as a resource as well. And get on out of here. Get on with the grind, kids. Thank you to my wife for making the theme song. She also made the theme song for my comedy special. So click that link and just listen to the theme song, if anything. She'll thank you later. And my dog will appreciate you. He can eat another day. So all that being said, hop brethren and sistren. Until next Monday. Right here on... Hot... Hot Breath. This episode of Hot Breath is sponsored by our Patreon. If any of our content has helped your comedy career, join our Patreon linked in the show notes and get positive comedy karma for life. Probably.